Hello, and welcome to a new episode of From the Honeycomb, a podcast that creates a spark of positive energy in your home to design, architecture, yoga, meditation, and travel. I've created this podcast as a place to come for design inspiration and especially to learn about Vastu Shastra with a modern approach. I am your host, Katerina Burinova, and welcome to From the Honeycomb. Today, I sit down with Julie from Aloha Lovely to talk about embracing the challenges of running a small business and navigating the world of social media. Julie shares with me how she's built her brand and how it's evolved since she launched her blog, Aloha Lovely, in 2016. So let's dive in. All right. Well, welcome to From the Honeycomb, Julie. I am so excited to have you on today because I guess to introduce you, our relationship goes back, I think, to 2017, if I remember correctly. I had a blog, Dream of Adventures, and you had a blog, Aloha Lovely, which you have. And I remember I started to follow you, and we kind of had a little relationship. I know I bought some of your your shirt, the Passionately Curious shirt, which I'm also wearing the foxy lady shirt today. And I think you also had this beautiful skirt, which I still have with Hawaiian flowers. And so then I kind of moved away from blogging, picked back up with podcasting, reached back out to you. And I am so proud of you and happy for you that you are still going with Aloha Lovely and you've grown and you have just these beautiful designs. And so yeah, I guess I, that's my introduction of you. Yeah. So, Julie, I'm super happy that we finally get to connect. I know. Thank you so much. Yeah, I remember back in the kind of trying to figure out blogging and what all of that mm-hmm. was, that I was dabbling in a bit of product design at the time, and you had bought the shirt and the skirt, and it was just, it was so um, special and important at the time, because I was kind of trying a lot of different things. And the product design hadn't kind of come to like full fruition of like what I really wanted to do yet. And um, just to kind of get that support in the early days from someone, and then you're sharing kind of photos of you wearing this stuff. And I remember you looked amazing in it. Thank you. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, that was special. And I remember, I think we were part of like a blogging kind of like support group. Mm -hmm. You know, we were kind of support each other as bloggers and kind of trying to help, help each other's blogs grow. say right now I'm I'm grateful for balance so right right now mm-hmm. in this moment and I think it's a kind of a constant in balance out of balance thing just with you know family and work and life and aloha lovely and whatever I'm working on right now I, I feel like I have a good balance of how I dedicate time to each thing and trying to kind of I just have kind of a good balance right now I know that could probably change tomorrow <laughs> but right now I am grateful for the balance of being able to kind of do the, all the things I'm passionate about I love hearing that. That's really special. I can say for me right now, I'm very grateful kind of for our home and our apartment that we live in right now. There's something about just feeling really grounded in this moment, just because there's been so much going on and we've had some travel and we had exams and work has been busy, but having this home to come to, and it's just a really like safe space. It feels like with all the craziness happening in the world, I come home and I can just kind of shut everything out. And it's just this like sanctuary that 
it's always kind of been a sanctuary, but for some reason I'm really honing in on the energy of like my home and just how safe I feel here. That's great. That's great. I mean, I think sometimes we forget with how busy we are with whatever's going on in our lives that you need, you need that safe downtime space mm-hmm. and energy to balance you out, I guess. Kind of comes back. Yeah. Yeah. If you could share with the listeners your journey of starting from blogging to where you are now. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Uh, back in 2016, I think, it was when I started to kind of have thoughts of starting a blog or creating some sort of space where I had kind of complete creative control over things. In my nine to five, I work in advertising as a creative. So back then and still now, I still work in advertising as a creative, which is very, I mean, you're focused on creating work for whatever client you're working on. It has to go through multiple channels of approvals. You know, sometimes it doesn't Mm -hmm. end up where you started. So I think for me, um, even though I enjoy my job in advertising and creating things, it's challenging, it's fun. I think I kind of craved a space where I had more like total control over the beginning and the end product, you know? So I kind of, I lived in Hawaii at the time. We've moved a couple of times since then, but still have a, we still have connection to Hawaii because when we were there, we owned a home and we still own it. So I'm still like hopeful we'll get back there um, sometime soon. But um, yeah, so I was living in Hawaii and just kind of wanted to share that experience with people. So it kind of came from a space of like, like a lifestyle blog with sharing like adventures and restaurants. And there was a little bit of style in there and design stuff. So it was kind of, it was, it was very lifestyle and it's sharing all the things basically I found like lovely. So that's where the name kind of came from. It was kind of a take on Hello Beautiful, but then I was trying to kind of localize it a little bit and have that so Aloha lovely. It's kind of sharing all the lovely things that I found or came across or created, which again, kind of brought a little bit of sort of dabbling in some product design. But I think for me, it was like, at that time, it was trying to do a lot, a lot of things and never really gaining a ton of traction with just one thing. So with blogging, creating my own content. And then, you know, sometimes it evolves into being to do sponsored content for other brands and um, did a bit of that. And then I don't know, I guess it kind of with the blog part of it kind of got to a point of like, I felt like I was still kind of I got into a space where now I was still creating for others and not creating so Mm -hmm. much for myself and felt a little bit of kind of resistance to continue down that path. I think this was in 2019. And yeah, it was just, what do I want this to be? And I think another thing that was kind of pulling me down a little bit at that point was kind of the churn of social media. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, that felt as almost like it's so time consuming. You get kind of sucked into this machine of creating content and getting out there and competing and and it becomes a pay to play thing. And I just kind of like, I started to not like how it made me, it was making me feel. So, I mean, I'm not sure if you can kind of relate Absolutely. I resonate with that so much. That's why I actually took a step back from Dream of Adventures is it was right around the time Insta stories rolled out. Mm. And it was like, you constantly have to post what you're doing. And that's how you're getting followers. And I'm like, this is just a creative outlet for me. I don't need to, you know, be influencing and showing everything I do, what I had for breakfast, all that. And it was, it does become this all encompassing where before it was you posted a photo and it got likes and comments, but then there just the level of how much you were kind of putting out there just got way too overwhelming. And it wasn't, yeah, you were just kind of on this hamster wheel is what it felt like. Yeah, it's just this, 
I don't know, this sort of competing space and it just started to feel less and less authentic to what I wanted mm-hmm. to share. And so I kind of like 2019 going into, you know, 2020, we all know kind of yeah. that <laughs> threw a wrench and anything everyone was doing at the time, but it kind of was just, it was like, I don't know, maybe going from po- like sharing something or posting something every day to maybe just like a couple times a week to maybe just like a couple times a month and just sharing things the similar kind of things that I was sharing before, but I was kind of like, I just need to not feel, need to not feel like this is like such, like sucking so much energy from me. Mm-hmm. I was kind of already like distancing myself a little bit. It was still like blogging and, and putting stuff out there, but I think it was more kind of like taking back my time and being like, I just felt like it was like, it was taking too much of my time. It was taking too much control of my attention. And mm-hmm. then in, I think it was fall of 2020, you know, I was feeling kind of really like I just wanted to totally take a break from social media and not really know exactly what I wanted to do with Aloha Lovely. But I felt like something was still there. I didn't want to just be like, no, I don't want to do it anymore. I still enjoyed a lot about make, creating content and sharing things and kind of like being in that space. And so I did kind of take a step back. I remember watching, there was um, that Netflix documentary, Social Dilemma. Did you ever mm-hmm. watch that? I didn't, but I remember watching, hearing about it. Yeah. 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 It just kind of, it kind of came at the right time. And I like, I watched mm-hmm. it. It made me even more just kind of like, now I just like need to take a break from what's going on and figure out what I want to do, stop consuming so much and kind of get back to creating mm-hmm. what I want to do. So, anyways, that's kind of maybe a long winded explanation of kind of going from blog to brand, which was mm-hmm. essentially, I was like, why am I not? I'm designing products in my day job you know, that I'm really having fun creating, why am I not focusing on that for Aloha Lovely? You know, not saying I, I wouldn't ever go back to kind of creating content to go along with that, but why don't I just start with making things? And so, you know, I spent a few months kind of trying to, trying to design and curate kind of like a, a like a launch sort of collection of like, I mean, these are like graphic tees and sweatshirts and stickers and just kind of like fun things, you know, things that like, mm-hmm. I would wear and I'd be like, I hope other people will like these things in sort of that, you know, that context. But, um, and so that's kind of, I guess it was end of March, 2021, where I actually did kind of like, I got like, I organized like a photo shoot for all my products and like actually officially launched it, like did a Shopify site and was kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, like go put this out in the world, which is kind of exciting because it feels kind of like, you know, you never know kind of how your paths and just, it just felt to come, it came to like the right place at the right time maybe I wasn't ready for that when I was kind of dabbling in some product design a few years ago when you had ordered something I wasn't quite I wasn't quite ready for that then so I couldn't Mm -hmm. focus on it so yeah so launched the shop and so it's been about 18 months now Mm -hmm. and yeah I mean it's it's going pretty well I, I definitely have like I've made a few pivots since then I think like one of the biggest things of being a new business owner any new business owner is to expect like the unexpected, expect to have to pivot, like expect mm-hmm. that things aren't necessarily going to go exactly how you imagined, but like things are, you can always figure out a way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just have to kind of adjust the way you're looking at something. But I mean, I guess pivot is kind of like a word that keeps coming <laughs> to my brain because I've had to make a few of those. And I mean, at times it kind of, at times it kind of might make you want to quit mm-hmm. and just be like, all right, this is the right thing. But if you take a step back and try to kind of, you know, find a way to workshop it, you realize it's not as, it's not as devastating of a, a problem as maybe you imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it, it has been really cool to see you grow and like your designs. I just, I really want to know, like, if you could walk us through the process of the designs you have, because 
I was showing my husband the package you sent me, which I also have my cup with me as well. And (laughs) I was telling him, I was like, oh, you know, I connected with this woman like a couple of years ago and she has this just fun style. I said, oh, you know, that really cute skirt I have and this. And when your designs came and I was showing him everything, I said, there's just, they're so unique and fun. They just make you feel good. And it's kind of like a little bit of like, like an escape to just here's some fun colors. The font is great. Like I would love to hear your kind of creative process too of how you come up with these designs. Yeah, I think so. Initially, things were very like inspired by Hawaii. I feel like even though I'm unfortunately not currently living there, <laughs> I'm still like very connected to like the spirit of the Hawaiian Islands. And I guess, I mean, it's definitely, I kind of designed for my own eye of like things that I would wear. I'm also like really, I'm really inspired by like 70s aesthetic right now. So like including like the sort of messaging as well, like the positive messaging of things as well as like the style of the typography and just kind of, I get a lot of inspiration kind of like looking back at those like old vintage tees from the 70s and like the styling, the styling of them something that's really important to me is the actual using like the actual fabrics that I use. So I want someone to buy it like a tea from Aloha Lovely and it'd be like their next favorite tea. Mm-hmm. You know, that t-shirt that just makes you feel amazing. And like, it's so soft and comfortable. And it's like, you wear it once every week, you wear it like every week, it has to go in the laundry for like, you know, the next week. So you have a clean. So I guess that's kind of a goal, like creating a piece that someone's going to want to like, wear for a really long time it's not just like a disposable fast fashion kind of thing because I'm making each piece like in my home studio as of right now and for as long as I can do it like I create them here so every piece is like I design it and I actually like press it on the shirt and you know what I mean so it's it's very Mm -hmm. handcrafted in that way which for me feels like a special piece of it so it makes me really happy to hear that you I don't know that you get some sort of like feeling out of it. <laughs> yeah, no, there is a personal touch and the material, like I said, I'm wearing your Foxy Lady shirt right now. You have really great material. It's very breathable. It's super just soft. I've already washed it. I've worn it on Friday, wearing it today. And it's a great material, great quality. And even the, the passionately curious shirt I have from now five years ago, it's in mm-hmm. great condition and I've worn it and worn it and, so you do, how do you source the materials? Like so I was mentioning kind of like pivoting earlier. Mm-hmm. And so when I started, I was going with a, I don't know if you're familiar with like a print on demand sort of mm-hmm. process. So essentially it could be someone creates their designs and then, you know, you can place them for sale on your shop. And if you get an order, then that, that order will go right to like a print vendor that you set up a relationship mm-hmm. with. And they will, it's kind of like, they'll print off that one shirt for you and ship it right to your customer. And so it sounds mm-hmm. like an amazing like way to go about it. You don't have to hold, you don't have to actually create the physical product yourself. You don't have to buy extra inventory. It's less, less risk. Your orders go right out to your customers. So I was like, that sounds amazing. You know what I mean? I can create the designs. Mm-hmm. I can get the samples and make sure the quality is good. And then the orders go out. And so I started with that and, and kind of and trying to go the print on demand route. And I just ran into some obstacles with that where the quality wasn't high enough. I wasn't getting to see every single item going out there. I was just relying on the print partner to do it how I would do it and get Mm -hmm. it out to the customer. And I had a couple of instances where it didn't, the print was 
off center or there were little things and they would always like address the issue with like, we'll just send out a replacement, which is great. But like, if you're trying to build a brand, I'm not trying, Mm -hmm. that's, that's not the impression I'm trying to give somebody that's spending money in my shop and they get something and it's, it's not quite right. So um, that was like the first like kind of major pivot for me was I was like, I can't, like, if I can't trust the vendors that are printing the things, you know, because I'll, I'll get like high stress about that. <laughs> so I basically decided to bring all the production of the shirts and everything that I could produce into my home studio. So the first thing I did was I bought a heat press. So at first I like had to research, like, is this even possible for me to do on kind of like a one woman shop, smaller scale, you know, not get crazy. I'm still like working my day job. Like, how can I kind of like work this into my life and grow something? And I found like, basically, you can press t-shirts with a heat press using mm-hmm. you whether you use transfers, I actually do a process called sublimation, which is I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. But it's basically it's kind of sciencey, which is actually kind of cool, is you print out your design on sublimation paper with a special, special printer, special paper. And then when you go to um, put the design on a t-shirt, the heat press actually turns the ink to gas. And then the gas infuses, it basically dyes the fabric of the t-shirt. So that's why when you go to feel the print design on your shirt, it just feels like you don't Mm -hmm. feel anything. It's actually dyed the fabric, which is something that I thought was really cool. And I really liked that sort of seamless feel. You don't feel a, Mm -hmm. it's not printed on top of the shirt. It's part of the shirt. Right. I don't, I'm probably going into too much detail about this. No, I, I love it. It's kind of cool to hear like where the clothing you wear, you know, I know fast fashion is just, yeah. Oh, I try to avoid that at all costs. I want to buy the quality over quantity. Yep. And so um, actually, while Julie was talking, I was touching my shirt because she was explaining the process. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners can't see me. Yeah. It is. It's amazing because you don't, I mean, you just wear the shirt. You don't think about it. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm also excited to have you on is to like learn about the process and just you have a different appreciation for it when you hear how much kind of love has gone into it mm-hmm. so that the product is then it's just a personal touch which I love exactly I mean it is trying to create like a t-shirt or a sweatshirt or or whatever that someone really loves and it's gonna it becomes kind of like a part of their own personal style something they go to it's kind of yeah and thinking about like fast fashion I'm trying to like I'm doing the off I'm trying to do the opposite of that which is also mm-hmm. when I get when I source my like blank shirts is I'm looking for higher quality shirts and I'm sourcing them from places that have certain standards, whether environmental or like ethical, like that these boxes are checked. I'm not looking for the cheapest shirt I can find and how high can I mark it up to sell it to someone, mm-hmm. you know? So it really is, I mean, that's, that's really important to me. You know, like I said, I'm trying to make your next favorite tea essentially and then you know infuse in that some positivity you know some kind of cool like groovy like 70s sort of feel or maybe it's like I have a few kind of more like Hawaii inspired like I have the Aloha Rainbow which is like that's really um you know that one was kind of probably like one of the first things I designed it's really obviously connected to Hawaii and and yeah just kind of you know I'm trying to design something unique something special and yeah, I mean, people, people seem to be connecting with it. So it's exciting. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And so not only do you have teas, you have cups, like mm-hmm. little camping travel mugs. You had pillows at one point. Are you still doing kind of like a home decor? 
department? That was, I was doing more of a print on demand thing. And I actually did like how those had turned out. And that is something that you can also do with like the process I use in my home studio. I think for me, like, it's really easy for me to get, I guess, distracted might be the right word of like all the things I could make and I could do this and I could do that. And it's a constant kind of like, do I stay focused more so on just apparel? Do I expand out? And some of them are. Mm-hmm. So I think as far as in the future, like maybe I'm trying to not get too crazy with all the things I want to make. You know what I mean? Because then it is also mm-hmm. like, I think just like process wise and trying to kind of like keep track of what you're creating. I think it's also like if, if something is working, do more of that. So for me, it's like, I think expanding when the time is right maybe, but I'm trying to stay like a little bit kind of on top of like focusing on things because yeah, it can be, I could be like, Oh, I could do cups and I could do this. And cause yeah, I can do the um, camping mugs. I have a mug press. So all of those mm-hmm. same process as the t-shirts, it's like these, you have to buy special mugs that have a coating on them. And then the ink is it's infused on there basically. So it's the same sort of process and the camping mugs just really felt kind of right for the brand mm-hmm. to kind of focus on. But again, it's like I do water bottles or like tumblers or, you know, it's like, so I guess I'm just trying to kind of keep my, keep it under control of like all the things I'm making right now, especially when it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no. yeah, the camping ones are definitely fun. No, and it does, it sounds kind of like a domino effect too. You're just like, oh, this look, I could do this, I could do that. But even though you kind of, I guess, dabbled in like, you know, different areas of, products you can sell you really seem to stay on on brand as far as like your design they're still I guess you could say that aloha like that positive happy vibes and so when you go to sit down to kind of come up with a design what is your process are you more like do you sketch something out or do you go straight to computer like what is your kind of creative process yeah I mean it's like both I would say I mean sometimes I'll sit down with a sketchbook and just kind of like you know sketch out things or ideas or a lot of times phrases I feel like phrases on tees and kind of in that style with like a more kind of retro font is something I'm really into right now so trying to kind of find those what are those messages I kind of want to put out there you know, it could be something, something could inspire me that I, I saw on some like old tea, like from the seventies, you know, if I'm poking around on Pinterest or something like that. So I would say sometimes it's sketching, sometimes it's going right, you know, into designing an illustrator or something and moving fonts around and trying different, like playful, it could be, it could also be like a phrase that I remember from when I was little, like there's this, there's a sticker I have that is um, easy peasy lemon squeezy. And it was like, I don't even know if like anybody else knows what it means, but I was like, I need to make mm-hmm. a sticker out of this. So sometimes it's just little quirky things that are kind of, I feel like still kind of fit into the spirit of the brand. And then it's it's really just like, for me, my process is, uh, I mean, because my day job is is working on similar sort of things in the advertising world. And so it's, um, sometimes I have a, a very obsessive eye when looking at things. So it could take a really long time for a design to get to a point where I'm like ready to actually put it out there. Um, even when I'll, I'll test things out on t-shirts and it just won't feel, it's like, it's not ready yet. It doesn't feel quite mm-hmm. right. So it has to get to a point where I'm like really excited about it for me to actually put it on the site. So sometimes there's like an ebb, ebb and flow of like the release of new things. I'd like to release more things more often, but again, it's just kind of your creativity isn't always like on demand, right? <laughs> right. No, it sounds like very organic growing. You just, you're not, you know, and it goes back to what we kind of talked about earlier on with like social media and when we were blogging and you're forced to do something when you're forced to do it the creativity 
kind of like a not like writer's block, but like a creative block. Yeah. So you want it to organically come to you, not feel forced, because then just the outcome won't be won't be right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you want it to feel authentic. You want to feel good about it. I mean, you have to be excited about it to keep wanting to do it. You know, it's still mm-hmm. work, but you got to feel some passion for it if you want to kind of if you want it to grow. And like, and right now, I'm I'm happy growing slowly. Like I, that's all I can handle. You know what I mean? With everything else going on, I actually, another, well, I wouldn't call it pivot or evolution is I started to offer wholesale of my stuff. So my stuff can actually be found in boutiques now, which is really kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and a lot of them are in Hawaii, which is like very <laughs> ironic because I'm like not there right now, but I'm like, I'll just send my stuff there. Mm-hmm. But that for me, the wholesale part of my business is kind of really driving things, which is great because there are wholesale platforms out there for brands that will connect you with boutiques. It's kind of like an Etsy, but for boutiques and brands. And although they will, for being listed on this marketplace, marketplace will get a commission. I'm not having to put a whole lot of effort into making those connections. So that's another Mm -hmm. thing, just like thinking about social media and how much do you have to do to get traction? How much do you have to, how much time do you have to spend to get your name out there to make one sale or whatever, you know what I mean? To make one connection. Mm -hmm. Whereas going wholesale, it's been kind of more, I like put my stuff on the marketplace and like boutiques can find me and if they're interested, then they like place an order and then I make a connection and they can reorder. And so it's it's been really exciting to kind of get involved in that, even though it is a lot of work because you are selling things at wholesale cost and you are doing higher volumes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just, I think it's, for me, it's such an important part of my business because also that's the way people have found my brand as well. So someone will order stuff from my shop and be like, oh, we were in Maui last weekend and I wanted to buy this sweatshirt. And then I, I like didn't buy it, but then I found, you know, I remembered your name. And so I, I regretted not buying it. So I bought it from your site. So there's little things like that where people actually found me because they've seen my stuff in boutiques, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Oh, that's really cool. And how is that feeling of, like when someone connects to you like that, like what, how do you feel? I mean, it feels, it feels amazing because sometimes when I'm designing something, I'm like, I love this. I would wear this. I mean, I'm designing for my ideal customer, but I'm all, I'm kind of designing for myself. And sometimes I'm like, mm-hmm. is somebody else going to want to wear this? You know, are you? I'm just yeah. going to put it out there. And then pretty soon, well, I wouldn't say pretty soon, but you'll see kind of like what, you know, what, which of the items are starting to kind of resonate with other people. but. Yeah, it feels pretty amazing to have people reach out. And I mean, the vast majority of people and customers that I've interacted with are just like, they're just lovely people. Like, I feel like they're, I feel like putting the energy out there and like the right people are receiving it and then giving it back to me. That doesn't sound too cheesy. But, um, (laughs) but yeah, it's, it's really exciting and it's encouraging too. It kind of keeps you going. Also, like, if I'll get, say, I'll get a wholesale order, I'm like, oh my God, like, this is amazing. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to make all these things, you know? So, but yeah, I mean, I think that just comes down to being organized and, you know what I mean? The kind of balance thing I was saying before and having having time to do the different things so it doesn't feel like such a, you know, such a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And you have two daughters. Mm-hmm. Are, do they participate in your process at all? Um, They give me a lot of opinions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a little bit. I mean, 
you know, they're busy with their own thing. I think I ask, actually, I get a lot of, I do kind of like little focus groups with them, you know, when I'm designing something mm. new, but it is, you know, they're teenagers, they're 14 and 16. So they're not necessarily into the same aesthetic I am, but they're both very creative and artistic in their own ways. And I guess I just hope that I'm uh, setting an example for them as far as just kind of going after what you feel passionate about and you can, you can build it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm you're the only one stopping you is you and that and that sort of sentiment. So I think because they, you know, they see me, I, you know, I still have, I still work in advertising in the day, early mornings and working on the shop, but I'm also like very disciplined in the sense of really trying to be like cognizant of time that I am spending on these things and not spending too much time away from them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm trying to be very cognizant of that as well. I mean, they, they come first, family comes first ultimately. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they would maybe want to get involved in the business after school. I mean, who knows? Maybe it would be grow to that point. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, if they're the creativeness of any like collaboration, like that'd be mm-hmm. kind of cool to see too, just to see what yeah like, their perspective is on on like what their their memories maybe of Hawaii too. So that'd be yeah. They definitely uh, will wear the stuff I make, so. Oh, well. uh, I can get a, you know, they'll take a free t-shirt or a hat, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's good to, it humbles me though, too, you know, mm-hmm. working on something like look at it and be like, eh, yeah, no mom. But then I'm like, well, is that just you? Like, does it make? Yeah. But yeah, they're a, mm-hmm. they're a tough focus group. No, they're, I can imagine. <laughs> This is kind of when I like to ask, um, what would you like to leave the listeners with just based on your journey with growing your business and the pivots and the evolving that you've experienced? Um, I guess it would be not to be discouraged when something doesn't go according to plan. It's going to happen. You know, it could be small, it could be big. I think for me, it was, um, you know, the big pivot was kind of taking the creation of things in house. And that was kind of one step. And then, and that kind of brought in, you know, I, I got the heat press and then I got the printer and then I would, you know, so I could create designs whenever I wanted. I wasn't waiting on someone to send me something. And I think then also just thinking of other ways to approach it or look at something, you know, when I went into, I expanded into wholesale and that ended up being like something I, I didn't, didn't think I wanted to do. And it um, ended up being like, a big driver of my growth. So I guess it's kind of like keeping your eyes open to alternative ways to look at a problem or a solution. And don't be discouraged. I mean, it's, I mean, any new thing you're working on, whether it's a new business or a new job or going to school, it's like, you're going to be hard parts of it. Um, It's just like, how are you going to kind of manage your way through it? So, you know, expect the challenges, but don't let it, don't let it um, stifle you. Continuing on um, would be my biggest thing. And it's like, you, never, you don't know what those like new, you know, challenges are going to be that are going to pop up. But it's like, no. everything is, what is that phrase? Everything is workshoppable. Um, <laughs> or I tell myself, I don't know. Yeah. Heard that somewhere. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, I love, I love what you say that, yeah, especially the learning curves and everything that comes along with it. You are clearly passionate about Aloha Lovely and the work you've created. And that really shows and the care that you put into the products. 
I think is is very admirable. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, thank you for Julie for coming on. I'll provide a link in the show notes for your website and where can listeners find you? Um, you can visit the shop at Aloha Lovely Shop. And I'm on Instagram at Aloha Lovely Shop and also TikTok at Aloha Lovely. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, find me on the TikTok, you know, trying not to embarrass me, myself in front of my kids. But, um, but yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. It was so interesting to hear about the process of creating a label and the design that goes into it and then pressing the label onto a shirt to sourcing material and then getting the end product to the customer. I am so appreciative of the work Julie does and seeing how much love goes into the clothing um, that I've throughout the years have purchased and received from Aloha Lovely and... It really was so interesting. So Julie, again, thank you so much for coming on. Again, I will provide, as I mentioned, a link in the show notes. So do go check out Julie's shop. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please give it a heart or thumbs up and click the follow button so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can also follow me on Instagram at From the Honeycomb Podcast. Thank you so much and see you next time.